0: Welcome to the Workplace Minute, powered by H3HR Advisors and sponsored by Paychex, one of the leading providers of HR, payroll, retirement, and software solutions for businesses of all sizes. My name's Steve Bowes. Labor news. Severance agreements can no longer silence former workers. The U.S. National Labor Relations Board has ruled that laid-off workers cannot be required to sign severance agreements that contain confidentiality clauses and other provisions that could forbid them from exercising their rights under federal labor law in exchange for receiving severance payments. Companies that make former workers promise not to disparage their former employers in exchange for a severance payment are breaking the law, the NLRB ruled last week, restoring what it said was an important principle and long-standing precedent that employees cannot be coerced into waiving their rights. The decision involved a Michigan hospital that, during the COVID-19 pandemic, terminated 11 union employees and asked them, in exchange for a severance payout, to sign agreements barring them from making public comments, which could disparage or harm the company. In 2020, the NLRB, at the time operating with a Republican majority, Weiss ruled that such limits on speech were legal, arguing in one of its decisions that severance agreements with non-disparagement clauses are entirely voluntary. But those earlier rulings were flawed, the NLRB's New Democratic Majority said this week, asserting that employees cannot waive their rights under federal labor law, and that asking them could affect the rights of those still on the job. What does this new ruling from the NLRB mean for the organizations that had become accustomed to including standard non-disparagement language in their severance packages and agreements? In an analysis of the new ruling published by the Fisher-Phillips law firm, they think for some risk-averse employers, it might make sense to immediately cease from including confidentiality and non-disparagement clauses in the severance agreements. For others, a healthy disclaimer clause or other written safeguards might be the best approach, and still others may decide to take a business-as-usual approach. The firm advises employers that in order to decide which approach is right for your organization, you should coordinate with your labor council. The kinds of factors you should consider include your risk tolerance level, among other factors. This ruling is the latest in what is expected to be a series of decisions that will likely chip away at key Trump-era precedents that were seen as favoring businesses over unions and workers. This includes a decision allowing employees to picket on property where they work that is not owned by their employer, and a proposal to roll back changes that Republican board members had made to the union election process. This is an important ruling by the NLRB and employers should immediately examine their severance packages and processes to ensure that they remain compliant under the new guidance, especially since we continue to see many organizations undergoing reductions in force. That's it for today's Workplace Minute, powered by H3HR Advisors.